Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Team Success. This is a very special edition because I have my good friend and collaborator and multiplier, Carrie Oberbrenner, to talk about his newest book, Unhackable. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. I am very excited for the Team Success audience to get to know more about you and your amazing book, Unhackable. It's very inspiring. Hey, I'm glad to be here, Shannon, and I'm a huge fan of everything Strategic Coach, and I love your books. In fact, your book is essential reading for our entrepreneurial team when they come on board, so they know you well. I love that. I want every entrepreneurial team to have team success, so that works for me. (laughs) Excellent. So part of why I'm really excited to have people hear you and listen to you is because you're an incredible multiplier. You're someone with whom I worked, obviously, in the Strategic Coach Workshops, in our 10X program and boot camps. And then you're a huge collaborator for Strategic Coach in terms of expanding our impact on Amazon. Yes. And getting us out into Audible platforms, 39,000, which is insane. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's possible. But today we're going to really dive in and focus on the book Unhackable. So before we jump into that, though, because I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be unhackable because most of us feel pretty hacked. That's right. I'm jazzed because I really love working with you and every opportunity that we have to do that. But give people a little bit of background because you've had an interesting history, my friend. I have. And you also are in the book world, which is one of my deep passions. So what do people need to know about you? Yeah, just the quick high points are that as a young kid who grew up in Wisconsin, I basically struggled as a kid with stuttering. Mm -hmm. And communication is very interesting because when we can't communicate well, I believe that it has to come out somehow. In other words, we're all communicators. And if we can't get our words out literally or metaphorically, we feel blocked and we're going to get that pain or expression out somehow. So for me, I fell into an addiction as a young kid into self-injury. And this was before cutting was even a thing, really. There was no internet. So it was basically a secret that I had and I didn't really share with anybody. But writing is so important to me because it became the pressure reliever. In other words, because my verbal skills weren't exceptional, I, I wrote mm-hmm. and that became a real way of healing. So that's why I'm so passionate about authors because I feel like a lot of authors can't get their words out. And I love to help writers who know they're supposed to do a book, get their messages out. I did get into the pastorate because my parents were both in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in the business world. I think the route God chose for me was a good one because I think I am an achiever and I'm pretty type A. So I think if I didn't grow up in the ministry, maybe I would have been a cutthroat, crazy, you know, intense guy. But because I went the pastor route first, I really learned to love people that was kind of beat into me as a young kid, just, you know, selling is serving and you can't lead people unless you love people. So I think that was a great foundation for me, but very clearly I'm an entrepreneur. And around 2012, after writing books for eight years, 
as a side gig, man, I was really burnt out of being in the four walls of the church. And I knew I needed to get out and the world was bigger. So now I love my life. I'm married to my wife, Kelly. We just celebrated 20 years. We have three kids and Strategic Coach has been a foundational upgrade for me. I listened to Dan for the first time ever with a Darren Hardy success interview. Yeah. Do you remember that one? I totally do. Yeah. So here I was, brand spanking new entrepreneur, heard of this guy, Dan. And here's what I said, Shannon. I said, someday I'd like to meet that guy, you know? And then I got hooked on him with Joe Polish and the 10X podcast, I think it was called. And I applied for strategic coach. Then this is a good story for anybody who feels like maybe they're not at a certain level, but I didn't have the income level. And I just knew that strategic coach wasn't something I could afford. I was a young dad and trying to be an entrepreneur. Well, I listened to Dan and then I kind of forgot about him just for a couple of years, but you guys are so great, your sales team, because you call back, not in a pushy way, but you call back and just say, hey, what's happened? How's life going? And I remember strategic coach called me, I think it was 2018, and I just knew it. Like the moment you called, I said, I'm in, I'm totally in. And I didn't want to just go into signature. I'm like, I'm going into 10X. Sure enough, I said, I'm going to do one year in 10X. And I said, if I get my money's worth and if I get value, I'm going to stay. And that was the big test. And I'll tell you what, my first workshop, who, not how, I left that. My mind was on fire. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm bald. (laughs) Right? Right? But I was hooked. And then the second workshop, I figured out a way where I thought Dan could use some help. And now we get to publish all of Dan's Ambition Series books. And it's a free zone frontier collaboration that I love. And we've been honored to publish your amazing books, Multiplication by Subtraction and Team Tools. So I just love being here and I'm thrilled to offer value on the unhackable message. Very cool. Thank you very much for that background. And I think you're a people person, even if you are ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> so I trust that that would come out regardless, but That's very good. cool to have that head and heart connection as well. Yes. Love that. So let's talk about unhackable. You know, unhackable is really interesting. So let's define what you mean by unhackable to start with, and then we'll dive in because I want people to leave really with practical strategies, understanding what we're talking about, awareness, and how you've written the book is so interesting. We'll get into that too. So I just want to give the full title. It's Unhackable, Close the Gap Between Dreaming and Doing. So, well, let's define unhackable and then why this was so necessary to get this message out. So the word unhackable means when someone or something gains unauthorized access to a system or a computer. So a lot of us think about my bank account got hacked or my phone got hacked or my computer's getting hacked and it causes panic. You know, I mean, I've been on the computer before and you're like, oh my gosh, someone I think is hacking me right now. And it's a scary thing. But what I realized is that our bodies are made up of systems, circulatory, respiratory, pulmonary, and our brains are like supercomputers. So I began to think, you know what? It's not just computers that get hacked. It's our brains that get hacked. In other words, when we wake up with a dream, and a desire, 
and a goal, many times in the first few seconds of our day, we're already distracted. Mm -hmm. And we're already picking up our smartphones and we're already looking at everyone else's agenda for our lives. And we feel like we're literally not in control. We feel like someone or something has taken over Mm -hmm. our calendar, our focus, our lives. And this is why at the end of the day, many of us feel powerless. And we say, I have no energy. I'm going in circles. I'm running on fumes. I'm going on empty. And we use all these terms that basically describe that we have been hacked. Mm -hmm. So the book came out of a passion for people to achieve their dreams. Because I do work with authors and these authors come to me in tears saying, it's my deep desire, it's my burning passion, or what we'll say in a moment, it's my boon to write a book. And we give them all the training, all the tools, all the coaching, everything they need, but a lot of them get hacked. And it bugged me because I thought, you know what? Graveyards are full of people that have been hacked, that have never accomplished their dreams. And I believe that that's one of the saddest things in life is to have a dream, but not accomplish it. So that's where the book came from. I love, love, love that you've said that because I think solving a problem that you see and a frustration, it's the reason why I've written my last two books, the reason why I'm working on the next one. It probably is why most people write a book because they see a problem where people are getting, in your case, stopped from living their dream and yes. go to the graves with it. And you're like, no, this needs to stop happening. And then you create a process to help solve that. So I feel validated that that's also my. Yeah. Well, a nonfiction book should solve a problem. And I don't know if you feel this way as an author, Shannon, but I tell people that my books are written for my former stuck self. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So in other words, you shouldn't write a book to an audience because an audience feels impersonal. As an author, if you want to feel like you're sitting at Starbucks chatting with the reader, you need to write to your former stuck self because you understand that person. You have empathy for that person. And your reader will pick up on it. They'll say, oh my gosh, I feel like they know me. That's what we're going to do. Now I want to do another interview just with all of your tips and tricks and hacks for writing. For writing. Yeah, I got you. That'd be super cool. Oh my gosh. Because you and I both talk to people who want to write books and don't know how to do it. But talking to your former stuck self, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Very cool. Everyone gets hacked whether or not they want to write a book. We get hacked with all sorts of dreams. Oh yeah. And one thought that occurred to me as I was getting ready for this conversation today is, you know, is this a new phenomenon because of our Mm -hmm. smartphones and you've got some really wickedly horrible, (laughs) interesting, fascinating, you know, stats about where and when we're using our smartphones and how often we don't need to go into all of those, but places where you really don't want to know people are using their smartphone. There you go. But it's not just smartphones. I mean, my question with you, is this a human condition that we just have some more tools and ways to be distractible right now? Or is this a new phenomenon because of technology? What's your take on that? Oh, I think it's been around forever. In fact, Pascal said that all of man's or woman's evil is a result of his inability to sit quietly in a room by himself. Mm -hmm. Because if he did, he would be bored 
and he or she would be forced to find a way out. So in other words, Pascal said this before internets, before TV, before movies, he looked at his society and said, everybody is purposely getting distracted because they don't want to be bored because if they were bored, they'd actually find their way out. Mm -hmm. And so the word amuse is a not muse think. Oh yeah. Mic drop. You like that? Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. So when you say, I just want to amuse, and that's what they used to say. Let's go do an amusement park. A is not muse, like muse, you know, is thinking. So not thinking. And that's what people do today. In fact, we use this phrase, Shannon, that says, hey, kids, don't bug me. I just need to veg out. Now, veg is short for vegetable, which means that a brain waves of a vegetable are dead. So a lot of people hate their jobs, 86% of the population, not strategic coach clients. They're the unique outliers. But most of the population is literally going through life saying, let me be brain dead so I don't have to feel. Mm-hmm. And that is saying, let me be hacked. Yeah. So the, you don't care if you're hacked unless you have a boon. Mm. Okay. So first of all, Everyone write down amuse, not think. That's amazing. I love that. And before we get to Boone, one of the things that stuck out to me in the book, if you guys were able to see my unhackable work right now, it's covered (laughs) with yellow sticky notes. So thank you, Post-it Notes. Mm -hmm. Buse talk about the difference between being a consumer or a creator. Yes. That is a critical aspect. And we do. We consume entertainment. We consume media. I mean, I've always liked YouTube, but it's it's my number one entertainment. (laughs) I'm using yes. it right now, which is kind of fun. It's great. I'm learning from the minimal mom, how to have less stuff and less inventory around, which I'm enjoying, but it's totally a distraction. Yes. So talk about that consumer creator, it's not a dilemma, but I think we're making a choice to become a creator when we are willing to be bored and not amusing ourselves. Can you speak to that for a moment? Because I think it's key. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have what's called the focus framework, which is day 19 and the book does have zero chapters. It's broken down into 30 days so that you can become unhackable and work in life. Day 19, we call it activation. Each day has a verb or a noun, and it says activate your diet. Mm -hmm. And what I talk about is, I don't know if you felt like this, Shannon, I know you've done an amazing health journey. Kudos to you, look at you, amazing. I did as well a few years ago because I was a food addict. I'm just being real. You know, people say, oh, well, you're thin. Well, you know what? I would not even be hungry. Mm. I would be stressed and I would just eat, 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 eat. And I'm not even hungry. And in here, I'm stressed and I'm bored. I don't know if people have done that, but they go to the refrigerator, they go to the cupboard and they just simply consume. And this is our point. You consume when you're not hungry or when you're bored. Well, now let's take that into the internet. The internet is a refrigerator or a cupboard of information. Right. And now we go to the cupboard of the internet. We're not hungry. We're not, you know, wanting anything, but we are stressed. Mm-hmm. So we basically consume and we consume. And as a result, this grid shares that our identity as a consumer is that we have no filter Everything goes, 
And as a result, our output is nothing. Or we could be a critic where we have no filter and nothing goes, you know, those people, right? Oh, like This is such a great distinction. Yeah. I love it. Right? Because critics are like, oh, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You know, I hate that person. That person's an idiot. They're a critic, but their output is still nothing. Right? right? But the creator, their filter is some things go. And I explain it with the letters D-I-E-T. And we'll share that because that's a practical thing. And diet stands for, and this is what I did with strategic coach. I went on a diet and I'll tell you what I mean. Determine where you want to go, letter D. So I said, I want to be an entrepreneur that has the four freedoms that Dan and Shannon talk about. Mm -hmm. And those freedoms of money, time, relationships. And purpose. And purpose. Thank you. And then letter I is identify who's getting the results that you want. This does not mean go sample that guru, sample that one, go to that one, go to that one, which I think a lot of people do. And the reason why they fail is because they're blending multiple success models. Mm. So it's like a blender and they, they put a little bit of Tony Robbins. They put a little bit of this. They put a little bit of that. They put a little bit of this. Then they hit puree and they don't notice that these are diametrically opposed to one another's success models. What worked for Tony won't work for you because you're blending it with so many other things. So you, you need to, letter E, eliminate all the empty calories. So I'm talking about some of the people who read this book, they go and unsubscribe from hundreds of email lists and they unsubscribe from LinkedIn groups and Facebook groups. Why? Because they're leaking their energy. Uh It's like a tree. If a tree's unhealthy, it's because it has too many branches. Mm. So what does the gardener do? They cut off the branches because it's leaking power. And by cutting off the branches, the sap goes only to a few. Now here, this is really cool. You ready for this? The word decide is the Latin word cadere, which means to cut off or kill. You maybe already know that, but so when you literally cut off or kill or unsubscribe, it's sad. There's a grief that needs to happen. And this is why most people are not willing to make these decisions because you do have to grieve that opportunity. And we've been taught from a young age, keep all your options open, but that's the recipe for unsuccess. And the last is T, turn your focus only after squeezing and applying every last drop of value. And to me, this is why you have people in strategic coach for 29 years mm-hmm. because they, they have not turned their focus because they're still getting value. And I think that's a testament to you and Dan and all your team because you're continually growing. Mm-hmm. Dan's not dusting off the syllabus that he came up with 30 years ago. No, definitely not. I mean, he's innovating and now in the last nine months, because we're recording this in December of 2020, he has turned it on. He's created so many new exercises and so many new questions and so many new thinking processes. He's amplified times three easily from that. So I can't wait to jump into these strategies. But before we do, because that's a great one, the whole diet model. Yeah, diet. And I want to talk about your you know, some of your, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In your you delegate and dump. Do you delegate? Yes. Dump? Occasionally delay. I think that's really key, but let's talk about, you have to have something that you want to create. You have to have something that you actually care about 
Yep. You have to be somewhat ambitious to use a coach. We use that language mm-hmm. a lot. So let's talk about Boone. And well, I keep wanting to jump around. There's too many good ideas here. One of the things you talk about it, and it is in terms of days, there are no chapters. Yep. So it's day one, day two, day three. And there are little tiny exercises. They take about a minute or two each mm-hmm. to do at the end of every chapter. So it's a very interactive book, which I highly recommend everyone do it like that. And it's fascinating because as you read through the book, though, it takes you through this whole, I'm going to say, very transformative process. Yes. You get to the point where you're so motivated. You're like, oh, my gosh, I cannot afford to be hacked anymore. You're willing to go through that emotional discomfort of turning things off. Yes. Turn on what is, in fact, most important to you. So let's dive into the idea of a boon because I think that was pretty compelling when Yes. Especially the examples in the book. By the way, great examples everywhere. Thank and then you. we can get into some of the ways where people can actually take action to cut off some of those things that are distracting them. So you're right. People do not care about getting hacked unless they have a boon. And a boon is, I define it as your deepest desire, your greatest ache, your truest longing. That's pretty big. And People can definitely get help on that because if you go up to most people and say, what's your deepest desire, they often don't know. But I think it's more about recovery than discovery. So you talk with a kid, most kids know what they want to be, what they want to do. But as adults, we kind of forget along the way. And a boon is, it comes from Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, hero with a thousand faces. Frodo had a boon, Neo had a boon, Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games had a boon. It really is based on all movies, Luke Skywalker, Star Wars, George Lucas. I mean, he literally built Star Wars around the hero's journey. The boon is the ultimate prize, and it's why the hero goes on a journey. And it's what they discover. It's the elixir, the holy grail. And then they come back to their people that they left, the ordinary world, and share that new secret power, knowledge. And that's the story. That's the story of the entrepreneur. But unless we understand our boon, we're just like, ah, I don't care. You know, we actually invite hacking into our lives because it gives us just a distraction. The point is that we need to understand that cost, there's a cost of getting hacked. And the cost is that your boon will not be achieved. Mm -hmm. Thank you. If anyone hasn't read or seen or even looked at or analyzed the hero's journey process, it's kind of amazing. And we are so attracted to these stories. Mm -hmm. It's what makes a good story. If you don't have the elements of it, you'll put it down because it's boring. Exactly. Right. This is why we watch sitcoms. This is, yes. We can look at those things as being amusements, but I actually think they inspire us because we're probably in some way trying to tap into that desire to accomplish our own boon. Yes. Right? But we're oh, yeah. kind of paying attention to someone else's, but the point is we can actually figure out our own too. It gives us a sense of meaning to see how a film can clearly show a boon. Because most of us in our lives, we don't see how the flat tire or the spilled milk or the undelivered letter has anything to do with our boon, but it does. Mm -hmm. And there is this amazing story being written and you are the main character. And that's why I just want everybody to be unhackable. Otherwise, they'll never experience it. They'll never achieve it. Mm -hmm. You have some great strategies on what people can actually do. 
So we've already talked about unsubscribing from certain lists and opting out of Facebook groups and things like that. Things that might just, you know, unsubscribing from YouTube channels and things that that are not serving you and not getting you to where you want. And I'm a big learner. I'm really careful though about what I put in my sphere. Yes. The stuff I see is only stuff that feeds me in my opinion, someone else could argue, but I'm pretty conscious. Mm-hmm. I know the kind of thing that distresses me or disturbs me and I kind of protect my zone. Yeah. But I think people can also be conscious about how much time they spend doing those sorts of things. Yeah. What are some of your favorite, or if someone says, okay, Carrie, just tell me how to be unhackable. What's yeah. the first thing I need to do? What's the second okay. thing? Here's a really good practical thing. We have what's called open windows. I call them open windows in our mind. What they are is they're unresolved decisions. Hey, look at you. There you go. I'm on that page right now. It's open in front of me. I love it. You are on that page. It's unresolved decisions. And there's a lot of them. This could be even Shannon. Let's say we live in the same town and I see you and I say, hey, Shannon, we should do lunch sometime. And you're like, yeah, we should. Well, if we walk away from that exchange, your subconscious has an open window. And even though you're not consciously thinking about it at all hours of the night, it literally causes a slowing down of awareness. It's just like having a computer with multiple browsing tabs open or multiple programs running. We know that that affects RAM and RAM will slow down a computer. It will affect performance. So you can imagine The average person, according to all research, makes 35,000 decisions a day. So that's crazy. 226 are about food, according to Cornell University. So even when you go to like Panera and you see the menu, you're not literally thinking of every food item, but your subconscious is taking it all in and you're essentially using up RAM. Well, you can imagine go through a week and all those open windows like schedule someone for the lawn, drop off the dry cleaner, pick up the groceries, like all these things open, 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 open. And as a result, you're leaking your power. Mm -hmm. You're leaking your energy. Mm -hmm. And this is what we call decision fatigue where our ancestors didn't have 35,000 decisions a day. They had to decide, am I going to have milk or water? You know, like on the farm, they didn't have all these thousands of decisions. You just walk by a convenience store and the whole cooler gives you about 300 right there. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been taught, unfortunately, to do, delegate, dump, or delay. And I love Jack Canfield, but I don't like that piece of advice he gives, delay. Because delay says open window, unresolved issue. So what you want to do is you want to grab a post-it notepad and literally write down one per pad for per note, the decision. So you write down, you know, schedule Susie for summer camp, boom, 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 boom. You write them all down and you might have hundreds. You might have a dozen. If you just sit there and think it's amazing how they start popping up and you're like, Oh, I got to write mom. I got to send that card, the Christmas, the cat, the dog, you know, shots, boom, 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 boom. It's literally just taking up your mental energy. You write them all down, you put on a wall, do, dump, or delegate. And you literally take the post-it note and put it with dump, which means no one's doing it. Or you put it with delegate, which means someone's going to do it. 
but you never put a delay because delay is an open window yeah. and it will suck that mental energy. I let people come up with one delay if they really need to have one, but they have to have a 72 hour window that says, I'm going to decide in 72 hours and you'll burn brain cells for those 72 hours and you'll grind on it. But then once you make that decision, you feel better. Mm, I love that. And it's closely related. And I like how you talk about open window because we talk about open file syndrome in the team success mm -hmm. handbook, but it's different. You've asked someone oh. to do something, but you don't know whether or not it happened because it's so still it, thinking about so it. So exactly the same function takes up mental energy only at really inconvenient times, keeps you awake at night and uses your RAM, your random access memory, only never when it's convenient. That is so true. And we get hacked by that stuff all the time. And so creating yes. systems, but your do delegate and dump, or if you do delay for it, absolutely putting a deadline on it. And you actually have some great deadlines for you or a prompt for creativity, if I yes. read that correctly. Yes. So these are great strategies. So let's talk about deadlines and how powerful mm -hmm. they can be to help focus people. What we need is focus filters. Okay, so what I'll say is that think back to a beach. When you went to a beach as a kid, it would take you three hours to get sunburn. Same sun, same skin, but how could you burn much faster? Well, if you had a magnifying glass, same sun, same skin, but you put that magnifying glass in front of your skin and all of a sudden three minutes, you burn a hole in your skin. Not something I recommend. No. But it's an illustration that says, how do you burn a hole into your boon? In other words, that deep desire, that greatest ache, that's truest longing, how do you burn a hole into it? Well, you need magnifying glass, what we call focus filters. There's three focus filters, urgency, agency, and energy. Mm. One of them is urgency, which says that if you give a task, a deadline, your focus will burn a hole through that activity. So for example, when do you accomplish a writing deadline, Shannon? When does Dan accomplish a writing deadline? He said for the next 25 years, he's gonna do a book every quarter. Mm -hmm. Does he get those done? You betcha. And he sends me the fast filter for our interview, usually maybe the night before, usually the morning of. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The word urgency, here in the States, we have what's called emergency care, which is very expensive, life and death. Then we have urgent care, which means it's pretty serious and it's a higher rate. And then we have just general care. General care is, hey, I need a shot. General care is, hey, I have a cold. And you'll have waiting times. But when you have urgent care, that means that there's a cost if you don't get seen. Mm. And there's also a cost if you don't get your activity done. So what I do is I give myself deadlines, true deadlines, with a cost attached to it. As an example, one of my clients wrote a deadline for his dream, and just to make it have a cost, here in America, you know what I'm about to say, how significant this is. We have political parties, and this client loved a political party, and he hated the other political party. And he said, if I don't achieve my dream, I'm going to actually mail this $500 check to the political party that I hate. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So he literally wrote the check, he stamped it, and he put it on his desk and said, if I do not achieve my dream, 
this thing's going out in the mail and I'm going to contribute $500 to the political party that I hate. Well, guess what, man? He was all over it because there was urgency. Mm-hmm. The two other focus filters are energy, which we talk about that decision fatigue, leaking power, and saying yes to things that we regret. The moment you walk away, you're like, why did I say yes to that? You have to say no because you're saying yes to your boon. Mm-hmm. But unless you have a boon, you don't know what it is. Right. So we talk about energy. And then lastly is agency. Agency deals with power. And agency says that when I go into a doctor waiting room, when I go into a car repair, I don't just walk in and say, hey, I'm going to take in all the inputs that are in that waiting room, the dumb TV show going on, the magazine that's just not going to feed my brain. I walk in, in life, always ready with my own agency, my own inputs. So I have the podcast that's going to feed me. I have the blog article that's going to inspire me. That's what I'm talking about with agency. It's putting yourself as the victor, meaning we describe victor as someone who puts their or, O-A-R, in the water and moves toward their boon. Ownership, accountability, and responsibility. A victim says, I'm going to lay in bed, blame excuses and denial. And we live in a world where most people live as victims. Oh my gosh. There's so much you've already given us and there's so much more. (laughs) So this is, you know, and the whole ability to say no to some things and yes to others. And you may be actually really happy because I, I was telling my husband this yesterday that I had a book lined up on Audible. I had a podcast lined up that I wanted to listen to. I've got YouTube things that feed me. I'm like, no matter what I'm doing, I've got my right inputs figured out. So thank you for that. And then the other thing, I was watching television with a show because I almost don't watch TV anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was so annoyed by all the ads. I'm like, oh, this is a waste of my time, right? It's a hack. They're hacking you. Oh, it's a total hack. Yeah. So it's like, no wonder people don't watch television. They stream everything now. It's just a more efficient way to do it. Now, the other thing is you have a quiz. Mm-hmm. You have a questionnaire, which is incredibly powerful. Some of your questions, I took screen caps because oh, they're pretty profound. So let's talk about the quiz, how people can get it, and how people can learn more about you and to be coming unhackable, where to get the book, all the good things, because this is just the tip of the iceberg here. There's a ton of free stuff over at unhackablebook.com slash free. So if you go to unhackablebook.com slash free, you will find 80 some questions that help you get to your boon. So if people say, well, I don't know what my deepest desire, my greatest sake, my truest longing you can go there and you can get these amazing questions where it'll help you get closer to your boon. We also have the unhackability assessment, which yes, where okay. you go, uh, that is a great one. Thousands of people have taken it, but it's like going to the doctor and saying, Hey, where am I not measuring up? And there's going to be some pain, you know, just like you go to the doctor, there's some pain in the truth, but the truth will set you free. And so when people take that, it literally says, Where are they getting hacked related to their ideas, their focus, and flow? And that's what unhackability is. It's blending flawless ideas with deliberate focus and optimal performance, which is flow, idea, focus, flow. And that's how someone becomes unhackable. Mm -hmm. 
I enjoyed doing the questionnaire. Sure. It was interesting. And I actually did way better than I thought I was going to. Good. So I felt pretty darn good. Now, I've had a lot of years of practice, you know, and focus and all the coach training and yes, all, talking about all the stuff you and I do together. But it's kind of amazing. You can just see how with a few small changes, my score could go down dramatically and quite quickly. Yes. But the reverse is also true. You can also improve your score quite quickly. But look at you. I'm so glad you did it because it gave you confidence. It did. And for you to get maybe 5% better, that would be amazing. And most people, you're right, they come in at like 40s and 50s out of 100 just because they haven't thought about these types of things. Yeah. All right. So unhackablebook.com is where all good things are. And if someone wants to learn more about your publishing business or writing books, what's the best way to reach out to Carrie? Yeah, they can go to authoracademyelite.com and we have great training there. They can also chat with our team, but our secret sauce is that we help people turn books into 18 streams of income. So it's not just, quote, a business card. We throw business cards away. Books change lives. Business cards don't. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Carrie, thank you so much. It is so fun talking with you about your stuff, not just my stuff for a change. Well, and I'm going to bring you on my show. So your audience, be ready because that team tools and team success, and I love all your books, but like I said, it's essential viewing for our entrepreneurial company. I love that. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coaching both your previous self and us on how to be unhackable. I think this is a really exciting premise and way to approach things. And you give so many useful and practical tools. We covered just a smidge, but you've given a ton of value. So thank you for that. So everyone go check it out. Unhackable is the book on hackablebook.com where you can find all the good things. And then Author Academy Elite is that dot com. Yep. Dot com is where if you're passionate about books as I am and you think you have your own in you, great place to go. So Carrie, thank you for your time. I really appreciate this conversation. And I personally have learned a lot from the book and from you and from our conversation. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Pleasure. Pleasure.